quarter, we've got 92.9 The Game's midday host, Andy and Randy, at a combined 12 feet, 3 inches, and just under 400 pounds, uh, to the best of our knowledge. And in the other quarter, 92.9 The Game's reporter, smoking Joe Patrick, at an undisclosed height and weight, because he likes to cause trouble. <laughs> hey, Joe. How are you? Feel so pissed off at everybody. <laughs> if, there's, if there's any day to be causing trouble, I think today is the day. So. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All jokes cool. aside, obviously, uh, you are like genuinely um, frustrated about what's going on right now with Atlanta United. <laughs> I know normally we kind of have a little bit of fun with this, but I think you really are actually <laughs> like, mad. What's going on? Yeah, what man? is happening? Like, what what is happening right now that has led to some of the the frustration from you and others regarding Atlanta United and and the handling of Franco Ibarra and and what's gone on this week? It's really the details are really important here, and I'm, I'm going to try to just recap it as quickly as I can because you really wouldn't experience this in any other sport. There's so many, like, designations and stuff that players have in MLS that have caused this, but basically Atlanta United had four players where you can only have three that are uh, called, like, U- under 22, which they only hit the cap a certain amount. Okay. Um, and they had one of them. They're only allowed to have three. They had four. They had one on loan who basically was not – the reason he was on loan is because he was not kind of part of the plans, was not going to get into the team. His name was Edwin Mascara. Well, about a month ago, there was a – Carlos Bocanegra, the technical director today, said it was a mutual termination of his loan that brings him back to Atlanta that then puts Atlanta out of compliance because now they have all four of these U22 guys in. And so in order to get back in compliance, they have loaned out one of their best, most promising U22 players, a player who started 15 games this year, who has the six most minutes on the team, Franco Ibarra. So basically, uh, they just signed this central midfielder, which is great. I mean, he seems like he's going to be good. Um, but it's really funny to me because the way they describe him and what he does is very similar to, to Franco Ibarra. Uh, and maybe there's reasons uh, for having, you know, replacing him. But honestly, there's no good reason. There's no good explanation for losing Ibarra at this point other than this was kind of a, a, a mismanaged situation. And now it's like, it, it sounds ridiculous, but it's almost like Franco Barra is the only one who they could get rid of because they had to get under three of these U22s. So he kind of like played his way out of Atlanta <laughs> by being, you know, an option that other teams actually want. So it's not a good look. It's, it's, a, it's a bad situation as far as I could tell. Damn. It, 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 I'm still lost, but it seems like it's something. That, I know. No, I think you did. You did a good job. So you of explaining the hell that. Out of me. But you know me. I was like, oh. Man. It just seems to me like, well, I mean, and I don't, you know, I don't want to go too far, not knowing the full, um, not, yeah. not having a full understanding of it. But it seems like somebody screwed up at their job. Like, it's, isn't it? Isn't <laughs> it? Much. Isn't it someone's job to make sure that stuff like this doesn't happen? That is what it seems like. And usually, when, well, no, I shouldn't say usually when you send a player on loan, but when you send a player on loan, there are certain clauses in the loan. So one of them might be a team is paying, you know, 50% of his salary instead of the whole thing or something like that. And there's almost always a clause in these loans that is uh, about how a, how a loan may be terminated. Sometimes it's like the, 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 the team receiving the player on loan cannot cancel it Mm -hmm. but the club who's doing the loaning could say at any point actually we want him back we we have an injury crisis we want him back so there's these different kinds of things and i'm just shocked that there wasn't a clause in there saying that they couldn't terminate the loan because it puts you in this exact position that the team has found itself in and again it's a real shame because they're signing a player now that everybody should be excited about but i think there's still an understanding that's going to take him some time to like you know fit in obviously coming from a new country and everything 
And so it doesn't feel like the team is any better. In fact, I think that it feels like the team is a little worse when you lose a guy who's been a regular in the starting lineup for you. So what, is, so what does this do for this new guy? Like you're saying, he's just coming in, new country, from another country, everything like that, trying to, trying to get him in this thing. Like, what do you know about him, and how is he going to benefit this squad going forward? Because they were talking about their, like, clearing space for something big, Joe. Yeah. Is, is, this, is this the big, or is it more to come? So there will definitely be more to come. And, and that is the one thing that I will say that, you know, as frustrating as people I think will be with Carlos Bocanegra about this move, he himself said today, wait until after the transfer window to really kind of judge everything that's going on because there are going to be a lot of moving parts. So that is a legitimate point, and people should think about fans it like are, that. Fans are usually super good at being patient and waiting. <laughs> so I'm exactly, sure everyone right? will be really calm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, but, you know, the, the thing about this, this, this new player, Tristan, Tristan Moyumba, is, um, you know, it's going to, first of all, he has to get his, like, work visa. He can't even p- p- practice or play games as of yet. They hope that, you know, over a couple of weeks that will get sorted out. But I remember with, with Yakumakis, like, he had to sit out the first couple of games and right. couldn't train because he didn't have this work visa. So they got to get all that sorted out. And then you have the getting on the field, playing, you know, learning the tactics. He's a French speaker. I don't know if he speaks other languages, so that could be a, an extra hindrance as well. But, you know, as a player, he seems like a good signing. Like, he seems like a guy that, frankly, would have been a huge, um, you know, bonus for Atlanta United had they not lost any parts of their midfield. He's a, he's a guy who can kind of get all around the field, very mobile, um, has good technical ability, and wants to, you know, has a kind of aggressive attacking mindset, even though he's a defensive midfielder, wants to play the ball forward, wants to be that kind of progressive passer. So all that is really good. But, again, it really, you know, it's all colored by this that has kind of come out today uh, in the fact that Atlanta United has lost a player that they've really been relying on so far this yep. season. So it will be a test for, for Gonzalo Pineda, frankly. I wouldn't be happy if I were him yep. to, to have lost a player yeah. that I was – using so much. But it sounds it, like he yeah, wasn't expecting this either. I, I think that's, that's, what I, that's what I was going to ask. Like, does it seem like it was something out of left field? Like, we, I'm not saying that yeah. the transaction wasn't made without his knowledge, but it seemed like it, it was kind of, okay, we're doing this instead of well, like, you know, I don't want to speak out of turn tra- Frankly, I think the transaction could have been made without his knowledge, to be perfectly uh-huh. honest. I don't know. You, you would hope not, but I would not put it past, you know, anybody for that to have happened. Um, that's why they kind of, you know, and, and especially at Elaine United, they've always said it's the head coach and not the manager, which is a kind of a term they use in Europe that might have influence over the roster. They were, were like really specific here that, you know, it's Carlos Bocanegra's roster. He's the one who's doing the transactions and the coach is there to take the players that is, are assembled and, you know, coach them up and have them win games. But, you know, I, I think it's, it's gotta be tough for him. And I asked him about this. It's like, do you have to kind of approach this as like this, months because there's going to be a lot more moves after this like you, it's almost like training camp like you're going to be getting a ton of new important players in and how do you go about you know implementing all of them into a system when you're trying to tread water and keep pace in the eastern conference so it's going to be a tough test for him no doubt about it um and i'm sure again i'm sure he's not happy but um you know he's got to kind of try to roll with the punches as best he can and, and make it out to the other side and if he can i think that there's still you know a positive outlook for this team potentially on the horizon. I mean, it's not like a, it's not a brutal blow in terms of like losing a Tiago Amada or something. Mm -hmm. But again, it's just like one of those things when it comes, like happens this haphazardly, it is concerning. And you do wonder about how other players might feel about it. Like, man, this guy, we didn't even think like yesterday, they probably didn't have any second thought that he would be on the team for the coming game. And now all of a sudden he's gone. So 
you just kind of wonder how some of these things will reverberate throughout the roster and throughout the club. Tell me if I'm wrong, and I, I may very well be as we're sort of trying to connect dots that all happened this week, but you're, you're talking about bringing the French player in to sort of replace Abara. You had to get rid of Abara because the transfer fell through with the other guy. Does, does the Gutman move have anything to do with any of this, or was that sort of independent of, of these moves? I think it was independent, but it's kind of funny how like tame all that seems in comparison uh, to this because, you know, that – that transfer can be rationalized in the fact that you have Caleb Wiley, who's a natural left back, who's arguably better now at this point because of his rapid growth as a player, can, is better suited to be your starter in that position, and you can use the money from the Andrew Gutman trade and go out and get a winger that can play in front of Wiley and have a really dynamic left side. That all makes sense. You might not like it. You might think that Andrew Gutman was good enough to stay here, and certainly was, but you might, you might not like the move, but you can certainly understand it. This one is just like hard, harder to really wrap your head around. Again, I think because it comes down to um, a mismanaged roster mm-hmm. situation and they're just kind of forced to move on from a player that I think ideally they, they wouldn't have wanted to move on from. So um, that, that will be a big one. But again, I don't think it's going to be as kind of devastating to the team. And also the, the difference between these two things is, you know, Andrew Goodman's like a, a left back. That's important, but you really, and, you know, Barth Loggerway has talked about this both on the Steakhouse and on Dukes and Bell throughout the season. They really are really focused on solidifying through the middle, especially defensively getting better. And I don't think that this move does either of those things. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how they come out the other side of it. Well, Joe, we appreciate it. Appreciate it, Joe. That was a good explanation. Do you feel – how do you Thanks. feel? Like, do you feel better being got able to – You got off the chest. Yeah. I, I, I do feel a little bit better. It's like I got some things off my chest. So. Yes, we'll, we'll do. A little therapy nice. session with Andy and Randy. That's we, we got you, brother. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, guys.